0: Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Dr. Doug Milburn. As a longtime entrepreneur and innovator, Dr. Doug Milburn thrives on solving problems. For more than 35 years, he has brought his vision and passion to manufacturing, engineering, software development, and process engineering. Throughout his leadership, Dr. Milburn has aimed to create great workplaces by shaping a company's success through corporate values and ethical guidelines. Born and raised in Nova Scotia, Canada, Dr. Milburn earned his undergraduate and master's degree in physics at Mount Allison University before finishing his studies with a PhD in mechanical engineering at the University of Waterloo. Well, good afternoon, Doug. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brian. You're very, very welcome. Glad to have you on and glad to be another great guest and colleague of, I'd say, Philcom Global. John Phillips is just an amazing agency and and person and entrepreneur, and I'm glad he continues to bring some great, amazing entrepreneurs like yourself. So we're going to just jump right into the questions, Doug. We're going to talk a little bit about your career as an engineer, serial entrepreneur, and now the founder and chairman of Advanced Glazings Limited. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you?
1: Yeah, that, it's a great question. So I grew up, look, if I call myself I had a good healthy bit of geek in me, I like things all technical and uh, mechanical, electronic, computer, loved it all. No idea what I was going to do. I went off to university. I took a physics degree. I kind of took it because I liked it because I found it easy. Uh, I liked that so much. I decided to take a second one, did a master's in physics. I still no idea what I was going to do in life. I ended up had a little bit of a formative experience in that. Did some really cool stuff, laser spectroscopy research. I loved doing it. Went off to my first conference and uh, it was really interesting. Uh, a conference, a uh, Canadian Association of Physicists conference and I had a poster presentation. There's three people showed up to talk to me and the research was so obscure. I loved it. Didn't mean much to many other people, made me think about it. I changed tack, stayed in university for another five years, did a PhD, uh, moved over to mechanical engineering and did a PhD in solar energy, just looking at it. And I I would have started that in 1989 when I started that. And, uh, you know, it was out of sync with the rest of the world and and very intentionally. And I said, I wanted to do something that was, uh, you know, and leave a little touch of positive impact in the world. And pixel energy I also thought it would do well economically over time. And yeah, and then finished my PhD. Uh, I did my PhD at a place called University of Waterloo in uh, in Canada. And it's a university that's big on technology commercialization. Uh, people like RIM and BlackBerry came out of there, for example. Anyway, th- it was in the air uh, and I got entrepreneurship in my blood, I guess. I think it's something you're born with. And I ended up when I came out of PhD, I decided to start up advanced glazings and uh, and commercialize my PhD research.
0: That's awesome. Again, academic background, but that has kind of morphed into that entrepreneur. And I see that you've been an entrepreneur for quite some time now. And so that's really awesome. And we like to talk about some of that, your platform, obviously, and we're going to just jump into that, Doug, as well. But talk to us about that state-of-the-art innovative light diffusing product that converts harsh direct beam sunlight into uniform natural light for any building. What makes your product so unique?
1: You know, it's interesting, uh, I think, in the world of technology, we're in a, you know, materials technology, I guess you'd call it, and and like any in technology, you got to understand, understand the technology, you really have to understand the problem that we are solving. It's about buildings, and it's about human beings in buildings. You know, we go into buildings, you know, one of the big reasons we get, go into a building is to just, uh, it's shelter, right? And shelter, part of it means getting out of the sun. But if you do too good a job of getting out of the sun, you go into a cave, and buildings that don't have a connection to the natural environment. They don't have that interaction with light. They're not very nice. And I think everybody can relate to it. You know, big box store, a Walmart or something like that. You go into those buildings and they're functional, put a lot of product in there, there's people work in there, but they're, they're not very nice buildings to be in. So you gotta create that connection. You gotta get natural light into a building. But when you bring natural light into a building, you get two problems. But well, what, what we use is glass. Glass has been around since Roman times hasn't really changed all that much we actually call it vision glass and i'll get to the reason why we call it vision glass glass has two problems i mean what, what it does well it, it brings light in for sure but what it does really well is give a view and it's quite an amazing material in a lot of ways but it, when sunlight comes in through it uh and again everybody can relate to this if you sit near a window and you got direct beam sunlight it's too hot it, the glare doesn't work you can't use a computer screen it's uncomfortable there's problem number one. So we, we get blinds, and blinds just basically delete the purpose of having that glass in there because it blocks the light, blocks the view. So blinds, problem number one. Number two, regular old vision glass, that's pretty rotten in its insulation value. So becoming a real issue today. And, and vision glass, about R3 to R4 insulation value. And that's a problem because it doesn't meet today's energy codes, Your today's new energy codes that have just come in at R3, R4. You're only allowed to use up to about 30% glass in a building. So let's get into what we do. So we created something called Solera and created it a number of years ago. Actually, it's resulted decades of research. And uh, we now have about 2,000 architectural projects built with it. Solera is translucent glass. On a very specific kind of translucent glass, what it does is it's a, it, it's a nearly perfect light diffuser. So any light that hits that harsh direct beam sunlight comes through to the other side, and it's now uh, spread out in all directions. So it becomes this soft, gentle sunlight, bright, white, clean light that just penetrates into the space. Instead of coming down, hitting the floor, it goes into the space, upwards, downwards, and, and straight in. And you can create great natural lighting patterns with it. The spaces are beautiful to be in. A well-designed space with Slayer is beautiful to be in. Uh, soft, gentle, natural light everywhere. You can It totally controls glare. On top of that, Solera is the best insulating glass in the world. And it can be up to R25, So, which is like, I think you got to get to an an 8-inch wall stuffed full of fiberglass insulation to get insulation that's that good. So that whole limitation of uh, only allowed to use 30% glass in a building, that's removed. You can build an all-glass building envelope to create a building that's very, very energy efficient, as well as being beautiful and beautiful being healthy for the occupants.
0: That's awesome. I love that. You've actually innovated a way to fix that light problem, but also insulate the building and make things more energy efficient. That's pretty cool. Doug, we're going to jump a little bit more into tech here. And if you're comfortable with sharing some of your technology there, but are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies in your business? And if not, feel free to talk a little bit more about Solera. That's the uh, obvious answer here.
1: We are new and emerging technology, a uh, whole basis of what we do. So, and to get into Solera, you look at Solera and you see a, a very elegant looking, clean white glass unit. And when you get inside that, there's a whole bunch of materials technology that, that again, about three decades worth of research. There's something in it called honeycomb transparent insulation, and, which is something, uh, it's a honeycomb structure. That's in there. uh, It provides insulation and it also provides structure for a second insulation material that we put in there. That was developed by us. Uh, It was actually invented by my Ph.D. supervisor and commercialized a couple of times, not very successfully. And then we developed, we spent actually a better part of our first four years were spent just learning how to manufacture it and optimizing materials for it. There's a bunch of technology goes into making the glass units when you go into our, our manufacturing plant. It's a completely unique manufacturing process. It resembles making regular double glass units in a, in a very broad way, but that similarity ends pretty quickly. And we have about a dozen patents in that whole process and product. We've also developed something called so, – so most of our glass, my solar glass, goes into conventional framing systems, things like curtain wall and window systems. But we've also branched out and we have a variation of it we call Solera Wall. And Solera Wall is translucent and vision glass panels. And by panels, it, it's a system that where the glass gets applied directly over primary building structure. So directly over steel, or we actually have a timber frame building and construction now. It's a, a library and town hall project. And uh, it goes on without using framing. So we leave all that aluminum behind and all the associated labor with it. So uh, builds faster, better insulation value because you don't have frame cutting through your building envelope conducting heat out or in. Yeah, and and, and it builds faster. It's got a really cool look because there's no framing. So it's got this elegant, completely lean look, uncluttered look to it. And last thing I'll mention technology that we use, we're heavy users of is, so we developed this new material that can do great things in a building, but buildings are both design, right? And it's, it's about the architecture and the engineering that goes into them because there's so many aspects to buildings. So our materials, they're a key part of creating a great daylighted building, but it's got to integrate in with everything else. And uh, it's got to, and it's, it's got to integrate in with view. So we use daylight modeling and we are experts at using a software called radiance, which was uh, developed by Lawrence Berkeley labs. And uh, yeah, we can model. So before a client builds a building, we help their design professionals by modeling the interior of the space to see what the light will look like, so that we can optimize and then make sure that's right when somebody walks in that building. You got a huge investment in a building, and there is nothing worse than walking into a, a newly built building and saying, "Oh, I got a problem." Yeah, so
0: we're we're, we're technology all around. I love that. Thank you. And again, you're applying that engineering and physics background to your business now, and that's just simply amazing. And I'm glad we get to share your story, Doug. Last question of the day: Could you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those listening in to grow their career in either engineering or entrepreneurship?
1: You know, I think about business, and uh, you know, an insight I've gotten over the years, and uh, and it's become more and more clear to me as we move along. I'm a, a fan of team sports. I, I, I played rugby through my university years, grad school years, and I played hockey forever. I should played almost over 50 years of hockey. Love team sports. Love getting together, with people. Love going for you know a common goal together. You know, playing a game, getting challenged, and then you know sitting down in the dressing room after you know talking, uh, crack a beer open, tell stories. I love that. Business can be like that. You know, when you think about it. Business and entrepreneurship, and whether it's got an engineering basis or, or whatever the basis of it, it's all the same. And it's the joy in it. And I also think that you get to a much higher level of success, if you understand that. There's customers out there. We're there to serve customers, to make them happy, to delight them, to do something that that really thrills them. That's going to create a great business, make you prosperous. And to do that, you can't do it yourself as an entrepreneur. You need a group of people. And we think of employees right away. Yeah, you need employees. But you need shareholders to support the thing. We need our shippers, uh, you know, FedEx, trucking companies, whatever. We need our bankers. And your job as an entrepreneur is to bring people together. And uh, and it's team effort. You playing a hockey team, you got a goalie. You better support your goalie because you're not gonna do very well if you don't support your goalie. You know, you look at that. Everybody related to a business, every stakeholder in it, and every customer, their success is the business's success. And you do that and you figure that out and orchestrate that, and you will have a bundle of fun doing it and you will prosper.
0: Love that. And you're absolutely right. When people are excited about something passionate and there's some teamwork there, things will prosper. So Doug, I appreciate those gems. And I'm sure our audience will as well as when we get this story out. Doug, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon.
1: Thank you very much, Brian. Really appreciate it.
0: Bye for now.